Welcome everyone, you are listening to the I Am A Sparching Podcast with your host, Scott Knowles. Enjoy the show, it will probably suck. I'm Scott Defane Knowles, and you're listening to another episode of I'm a Spartan OCR Podcast. On today's episode, I got to interview Paul Trierne. He tells us about the Greek Peak Race. He placed third in his age group uh, division there. Um, It's a good interview. We go over uh, a little bit of the changes that have to do with uh, the age group, heats, and everything. So, uh, hope you enjoy it. Here it goes. Hey, what's up, everybody? I got Paul Treehern on the phone with me today, and he's going to tell us about how he is kicking ass in OCR right now. Paul, say what's up, man. What's up, everybody? So, my six listeners just heard you. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> cool. pa- Paul, tell us about, you know, about yourself a little bit. What you do for a living, man? How old are you? How many people you killed? Well... Uh, so I'm, I, uh, sell insurance. I'm an insurance agent, uh, up here in Connecticut. I've been doing that for, uh, I don't know, almost 30 years now. So you're rolling in the and, dough, uh, man. Oh yeah. That's yeah, <laughs> why I keep telling myself every day. Um, yeah, so I got a desk job and, uh, you know, I, I like to, when I'm not sitting behind a desk, I like to uh, be outside and, you know, just try to as active as possible heard that is it is it i mean like how many how many hours of training are you putting in a week you know when you're not working well you know i'd like to say on average i'm probably putting in i don't know i would say between 25 and 30 dang that's a lot more than my cake eating ass is putting in <laughs> <laughs> Um, if, if anybody, most of of that time is, is, is on the weekends, you know, I mean, during the week it's tough, you know, you, you get maybe, you know, an hour and a half or so, uh, you know, during the week, but on the weekends, you know, I try to put in more time. Right. Right. That's pretty awesome, dude. That's a lot of hours. If anybody doesn't know Paul Treherne, you need to go check out his Facebook. Dude is super ripped up. They didn't always look like that, man. Tell you what. <laughs> yeah, no, I, 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 I hear years you. Years ago, I, I, I didn't look like that. <laughs> <clears throat> well, shoot, man, you're killing it now. Uh, so, um, how how old are you, Paul? Uh, I'm 47. 47. I thought you were younger than that. Yeah. Now, now I'm getting to be an old old part. <sighs> Three years away from going into I, the next age group. That's it. I wish I had, I wish I had figured out this uh, OCR stuff, you know, when it first became popular, you know. But I only really got into it about, uh, I would say, my first my first race that I that I started was um, Spartan race up in uh, Barry, Mass. Right. 
and uh, that was uh, June uh, 2016. Yeah. So is is that the only brand you've run as Spartan, pretty much? No, no. I you know that's the first that's the first uh, company that I I ran a race with, and that was even that was just sort of like a go out and try this you know new thing for fun. You know, I'd heard about it, but didn't really know anything about it. And then and, um, and then you drank the Kool Aid. Oh yeah, yeah. And, <laughs> you know, I was. It was, it was, I was a hot mess, you know, around that time, and you know, trying to get my life straight up, straightened out. And, uh, but, but I, but I liked it though. Right. Know? And um, so then I, you know, I did a couple more. I think uh, let's see, twenty sixteen. I, I only did like maybe two or three other races, and but I, but I did like it, you know. And uh, then I, uh, you know, I got my got my act together and. Uh, I, I quit drinking, you know, because uh, you know, being an alcoholic and uh, you know running races really didn't go too well together. So, congratulations uh, on that. Yeah, I took my I took my last drink, uh, you know, January thirtieth, twenty seventeen, and uh, so all twenty seventeen was about you know basically uh, getting getting my uh, act together and get my life back. Right. And then, uh, you know, then, then the raging just started to uh, sort of um, help fill that void, you know. Yeah. Um, my family, you know, really uh, supported me throughout the year, which was which was awesome. And then, uh, you know, I just met a lot of really awesome people, you know, uh, in this community. I mean, it's a great sport. And um, there's just so many positive-minded people that really helped uh push me through i know i know you know and the community around the sport is awesome because and it, it, it and it's not the same feeling like when you go to like let's say you go to like a local 5k or you go to some big like boston marathon type run or any big run like that where there's thousands of people everybody's pretty much got their headphones in and they're running the race i mean you might chat with some people here and there but it's not like an OCR community, you know, and that's the big difference, you know, to me. Yeah. So, uh, so did you, um, so did the reason why you decided to quit drinking alcohol was just to get healthier and get fitter or was it just, was there more reasons behind it? I mean, you don't have to share it if you don't want. No, 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 it was, no, that, that, it wasn't, it was, well, I mean, Side benefit was yeah, I got my health back and and uh, you know things starting to, to come together. But the main reason was uh, you know to save my uh, relationship with my wife and my kids and the rest of my family. You know, I mean, I I um, was really uh, really an emotional time in my life, and um, I needed to. It was either that or I was going to lose a lot of things that were very important to me and. Uh, you know, I thank God every day for um, for them staying standing by my side and and uh, me being able to um, you know, get a second chance at life, basically. Man, that's awesome, dude. And and you know that's that was probably a really hard thing to do. And it's cool that you you know you got your you know going into a really straight and narrow direction, man. That's really cool, man. And I'm sure it's hard even now, still too. 
especially when you're going around a lot of people and everybody's drinking and all. Because I don't drink either, you know, but I go to a lot of social events where everybody's drinking and you kind of feel like I feel so awkward being here because I don't even drink, you know, and <laughs> that's pretty much what the, the everybody is there doing. So, <laughs> Well, and, that's, and that was, that's a good point because, you know, when I first started doing this, I, I did notice that in certain companies, um, you know, not just Spartan, but, you know, uh, I'd done a bunch of other ones like Tough Mudder and um, Bone Frog and Savage. And, you know, there always seems to be some type of a, you know, social gathering at some point. And, um, you know, I got to be friends with a lot of these racing groups. and Right. Um, you know, and, and but I, I wasn't going into it for that reason. And I found people that were also like-minded that, you know, hey, you know, they're in it for the sport. They're in it for, um, you know, uh, friendships and, and getting together and then talking. And But, you know, they weren't in there for just, you know, the partying, you know. So I kind of was able to sort of weed through, you know, a lot of people that were, uh, you know, on the same page as me. And, you know, it's, I, it's a lot easier now. I mean, in the beginning it was tough. I would actually kind of separate myself from a lot of that. And I would just basically go to the race and do my thing and then take off. And, <laughs> right. Uh, but, you know, I got more time under my belt now. And, you know, I just celebrated a year. And, uh, you know, I'm able to go to these things now and, um, you know, hang out for a little bit. And, uh, you know, and just have a good time without, uh, you know, stressing out about that. Right. That's what it's all about, man. Just going and having a good time, dude. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> But um, so you, you you ran Greek Peak um uh, this past weekend. Is that your first race of the season? That's my first race of uh, twenty eighteen. Yeah. Right. So what? I've never done the cold winter race, and I, I know a lot of people probably hadn't either. What was the weather like there? Well, I mean, was it? I mean, beside, I mean, you can see all the snow and everything in the pictures, but I mean, was it just super cold where you had to wear like ski gear to run through it? Well, there were some people doing that. Um, you know, I, well, you know, so we, we're from New England. We're kind of used to, you know, that kind of kind of weather. Um, I mean, yeah, it was it was definitely cold. Uh, I, I didn't run it last year when they did it the first, uh, the first time. Uh, I guess last year people were saying it was much, much colder, you know, down in like the single digits. And, uh, <clears throat> but this year it was a little warmer. I think, uh, I don't know, I, I want to say it was, Covering between you know, 25 and 30 degrees, which <laughs> still is cold, but you know not as bad as single digits. Yeah, and then that's, uh, that's pretty cold. You know, and then it was snowing. You know, we, but you know, I mean, I guess the way we all looked at it, um, you know, me, I went up with uh, three of my teammates. You know, we we have a, a racing team that that we're. Uh, that were part of F F four OCR and oh, so and Lee we, Jarvis uh, then okay, cool. Yeah, yeah, you know Lee. Uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. And you know, so we were, you know, we were kind of talking. It's a long drive from Connecticut to to get up there, and um, it was, uh, but it was a winter race, and that's what we that's what we wanted. You know, that was the experience of it. You know, yeah. Um, you know, we didn't go out there to want to look at bare ground we wanted to see snow we wanted to get out there and test our grit with it yeah 
It looked like it looked like it was, a fun. The metal looked really cool too. I'm a metal whore, so. Yeah, yeah, the metal is really cool. I really like you know, every year. Now, I, especially this year, you know, Spartan, they do a pretty good job. You know. Uh, yeah, I think metal, so. I'm looking at it right now, actually. Yeah, it's it's really cool looking. So, uh, what was the probably one of the? I mean. What was probably, I mean, besides the snow, of course, what was the difference between, say, like a winter sprint and a regular sprint? I mean, was there different types of obstacles that were there? I mean, I'm sure there there wasn't any dunk wall there or nothing like that. <laughs> no, no. Well, they had, they, had, they had the dunk wall. There's just no water underneath. All you had to do is just kind of roll underneath it. But, no, the obstacle, they didn't have Twister, but... Other than that, pretty much, uh, you know, they had Olympus. They had uh, both of the carries. Right. Um, you know, all your normal sprint obstacles, I will, I want to say. Uh, the, you know, the, the main uh, differentiating factor, I would say, would be, um, you know, you're not running on bare ground. You know, you're running in snow. Pal- and yeah. uh, it's slippery, you know, so going up and down. You know, your footing is, uh, and you you know, you can't, of course, wear any type of uh, aids on your feet. You know, you got to wear your regular running shoes, OCR yeah. shoes, you know, no no spikes or nothing like that. Is that what you did? You just wore your regular uh, OCR shoes and all? That's it. That's all you can do. Mm-hmm. They, would be, they, would, they were going to disqualify anybody who was caught, you know, wearing... Spikes, you know, or spikes or any type of uh, you know any other type of traction on their on their shoes. What was Olympus like? Did it have ice and snow on it too? Um, a little bit, you know. Actually, yeah, Olympus was uh, a little slippery. I was kind of nervous about going up to that obstacle because um, I usually use the chains, you know, when I when I you know transition across. Yeah, and. Um, of course, you know, we're, you're wearing, I wore gloves, but I hate wearing gloves when I do obstacles. So I would usually go up to the grip obstacles and take the gloves off and kind of right. stick them down in my in my shorts and then do the obstacle. But that one, I don't know. I, I, I did, I went through it fine, but, you know, I, I, uh, I, I kind of used every, every handhold that was, that was available. I, and chains, the holes, grips, everything, just to just to get my way across it. But it was a little slippery. I bet it was. I remember the uh, last year when I went to Charlotte. It was just covered in frost, and I fell right off of it. All right, off of it. I think oh, I've yeah. got a better. Yeah. I think I've got a better strategy to doing it. You know, it took a few times to get it. The first time, the very first time, I got it. The second time, the next two times, I missed it. And so then you get that. You know, you, it gets in your head. Then I can do it, but I know I can fail it too. Oh, absolutely! <laughs> it gets all in your absolutely. head. Absolutely. And so, um, so did you? Did you run a burpee free race? Yeah, I ran a clean race for sure. The only a, thing, I, my nemesis, the spirit throw. That's usually the one that gets me. Is uh, but I, I got a pretty good. I have a pretty good solution on the spirit throw now. I mean, I do practice at home a little bit, but. It's still, to me, I always look at it as a 50-50 shot. Right. Um, so I always run down to the furthest hay bale, you know, in in the in that obstacle range. And, yeah. You know, I just, you know, kind of take a 
couple minutes to get my breath and you know get a get a good uh, get a good aim and fire away, and then uh, run the hell out of that box with the spe- the spear still sticking in the hay bale. So that way, that way I'm uh, I'm free to go. So yeah, I ran a clean race. I was feeling pretty good about that. That's awesome, man. That's awesome. Um, and so you did, you did the age group, and you placed third place, right? Yeah, yes, I did. Man, I bet you were stoked about that. Yeah, you know, and it's funny because I don't, you know, I'm still trying to get to know everybody, and um, you know, last year we got to meet meeting a lot of the people that were going to races and. As we started getting more competitive, you know, like we would introduce me to some people and, you know, you get to just talking and, and seeing faces and, <clears throat> you know, but when I race, I, I think I swear to God, you know, I say this every time and it happened at Greek is, you know, you get up on the start line, you kind of like look to your right, you look to your left, you know, and you, you, know, you wish everybody a good race and yeah. I just once they they go, I I I don't know. I mean, I just have like tunnel vision. I, I really I never look in back of me. I don't ever, you know. I, I don't really pay attention to the competition. Like I just keep looking ahead. Yep. And uh, it was a pretty tight race. I mean, that age group, that forty to forty nine age group, is a there's a lot of kick ass guys in in that category oh yeah they took the top three and shoot a lot of the other top 10 spots i think in that race yeah you know and and you know and it was we were all we've been talking about that a lot lately you know with this new age group thing going on because you know we're you know concerned about you know some traffic on the course with, right you know other age the other age groups going out ahead of you and whatnot yeah but um I don't know. Like I said, it was just uh, it was just really cool. But you no, know, it's like you get down to it, and you know you you're talking like seconds. I mean, there were just literally seconds between um, you know the, the the top few guys. You know, like me and the me and the other two guys, uh, uh, Dustin and Cole. Right. Um, you know, like we're coming down to we get to see that mile four marker, and. Uh, we got literally like just a little downhill ways to go, and we're all like like right on top of each other. And then I, then all of a sudden I like perk up. I'm like, holy, holy mackerel! There's a finish line. I better get my get my tail going here. Right. So, you know, so I, I, I don't know. I just gotta start being more aware, I guess, of my surroundings. You know, when I'm just I'm just kind of out there running. You know. Like Forrest Gump, sometimes you know, I'm just running and I'm not really paying attention to what's going on. But uh, it, it's it's real competitive, man. I'll tell you. I you bet. Know? Well, I, it's like you like you're talking about, you know, paying attention. Like last year, you know, I ran mostly elite and. You're running, and it's like, I feel like I'm doing good, but I have no clue, like, what my placement is. And, you know, I'll assume, well, I've got to be, like, maybe in the top 30, and, you know, it's it's hard to keep up with it. And that's what I was going to ask you. So when you were getting there close to the end, you knew that you were in the top three pretty much? I didn't, I didn't know for 100%, but I, I felt like I knew... 
these guys were the guys that I had been sort of looking at throughout most of the race. And what's tough is because now you got the the other age group that goes out right before us is yeah. 30 to 39. And that's a and huge that's age group too. Wave. You know, that's a pretty big wave of people. And, yeah. you know, of course, in the winter race too, it makes it harder because everyone's all covered up. You know, you got hats on and, you know, yeah. uh, so it's hard to tell who's who. But, uh, you know, I, I kind of, I had a pretty good feeling because, I mean, I, I was, I know we were passing people left and right, you know, throughout the second half of the course, which means we had caught up to that 30 to 39 age group. Right. And, you know, I don't know. And then, you know, but I kept recognizing these other two guys. So I, I kind of had a feeling. I'm like, hey, you know. I'm, I'm like, I'm like in, I'm definitely felt like I was in like the top five, you know? Right. Cool. Um, so, but yeah, you know, it was the, uh, and then like you said, it's like, boom, you know, you're, yeah. you're at the end and, and that was that. So let's talk about how, like, I haven't, I'm going to try the age group in Charlotte and I haven't, I mean, besides just what I've seen on Facebook and everything, um, how does, how are they doing this? Uh, so they run the elite out at seven, seven thirty. Fifteen 15 minutes later, they run out the females. So how do they start the age group heats? Well, so I'm not, I can't answer that question, you know, for, I, I don't know if it's going to be the same format that they use for every, for race. every single Spartan race this year, but I can tell you, like at Greek Peak, um, well, well, they started later, and I, I don't know if it was because it was a winter race and they were waiting Oh, for, they probably wait for the sun yeah. to come up or something like that. You know, the temperatures also, you know, the ski mountains, so they did have skiers on the mountain on other parts, but, uh, you know, they, they, they basically, you know, in the age group, what they did is they, they had the 30 to 39-year-old bracket went out first, Wow. And then they had 15 minutes later, <clears throat> then they had the 40 to 49-year-old age group bracket go out. And then, I guess, 15 minutes after us, they had the 50-plus age group bracket go out. And then they had, uh, you know, the, the younger uh, age group brackets, which I think are in five-year increments, if I'm not mistaken. Then they went out after that. So, and then the open waves go out after all the age groups. I wonder if they're doing it by, like, how many people sign up, like the biggest group goes first or something. Yeah, I'm not sure. And then what they did in, is uh, they sent out male and female, um, you know, in the uh, in these age group brackets. So it wasn't just, you know, males went out and then females. They, they, they put everybody together. Oh, really? So it's co-ed heats? For age group, huh? In in this particular race, it was. Huh? How about that? Why well, shit? I bet the thirty and thirty nine and forty to forty nine age groups were huge. Yeah, it, it was it was pretty big. It there, was pretty big for sure. I mean, there had to be, you know, well over two hundred and almost both heats. I would think. That's I would, yeah, I I would say so. Wow. I would definitely say so. Well. So you know, and and 
what and but that's what is kind of raising like there's a Facebook group out there now for I I believe it's like Spartan Age Group brackets is what it's called. Yeah, I've seen it. Of, this see is the official of, Spartan page. About that. Yeah. Yeah, I've been looking at it too. And there's a lot of talk about how this is going to impact things this season, possibly with, especially like I, you know, I, I know I was just reading before we we got on here about like uh, stadium races, you know, where there, there's a lot of yeah, you know, sometimes bot- bottlenecking happening. You know, it's going to be interesting to see how that all plays out. Yeah, that's a good point. I didn't even think about that at stadium races because at the stadium races now, I've never done one, but I've heard like in the in the elite heats, they like they don't even let like a full heat go out. They like have like their own little system for you know letting ten people at a time or something like that, or right. twenty people at a right, time. Right. Huh. Exactly. Man, it. Well, there's a little bit of bottlenecking going on at. Um, you know, some of the points on at Greek Peak, you know, where not so much on the obstacles. I didn't have any problems, you know, getting on the obstacles, but there were a couple of places in the trail where, you know, you know normal race courtesy is, you know, you're you're running up and on your left and people usually move over and they, they you know, they were, most people were pretty good about it. You know, they were saying, you know, oh, good job, you know. That's keep, good. Keep, keep, keep pushing, man, you know, they they were uh, really good about it, but then there were some other areas where people were just not really tuned into what was going on. And, you know, when you're trying to pass and you can't pass and literally sometimes seconds, you know, are going to make or break you, it, it, I don't yeah. know, you start to think about it afterwards. Well, yeah, and then you got to think, too, you got some people out there that are super competitive and they think, they might think that, you're competing against them and, and they're not going to get out of the way. They're going to play, play block. And, you know, that's not cool. You know, if I can tell somebody's up on my heels and they're hotter than me, I'm going to let them come by, you know, right. That's just good that, sportsmanship. That, that, that's, that's exactly it. But to each his own, I guess. So yeah. what, I mean, I know we, we've already talked about it, but what do you think are, like, probably the biggest differences from running age group and elite? Because you ran elite most of last year, didn't you? Well, actually, no. I, I started out, uh, yeah, well, when, when Spartan still had, yeah, I ran um, elite, but they had the master's division, so I was yeah. always sort of, you know, lumping myself under that master's division category. Right. But, yeah, it was elite. So, so what do you think are the the big differences from running age group to elite? Is it pretty much just running through the traffic, pretty much? Yep, I would say so because you know if you look at the age bracket, I mean, pretty much these are the same guys that I was running with last you know, year throughout the second half of last year. You know, it was you know that forty to forty nine group was you know well, and then fifty plus too um, in the masters division but um you know i would say the main difference would be uh you know a little bit of traffic that that could uh cause cost you time on the course right Hmm. so what advice would you give for somebody that's gonna run age group this year i would say you know honestly and we were just talking about this 
I'm going to do both. I, I actually, I ran this race age group because I wanted to kind of, you know, it was the first race, you know, I just want to get the jitters out of your system, you know, get, get a race right. under your belt. And, um, but, uh, you know, we're actually thinking about running both, you know, try different uh, age group and elite just to sort of see if we can Qualify see any differences both. between, you know. Yeah. But I think a lot of people jump right into the age group bracket, you know, and uh, like you saw with the numbers, you know, that you had put out there. I mean, you know, it was a pretty yeah. heavy volume in that bracket. Oh, yeah. You know. So yeah. it may, you know, at least may still, you know, work in certain circumstances for some people. Right. Well, I kind of agree with you, too. I, I'm going to try it out just because it's new, you know. But, you know, I've already signed up for a few races, uh, age group, and I've signed up for some elite. Of course, I'm running New Jersey Ultra. I'm signing up elite for that one. Yeah, I'm, I'm signed up for Jersey Ultra. I'm doing the age group on that one. Oh, yeah? You'll probably pass me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about that, man. I've never run. I've never run that far before. So. Man, it, it's a blast, dude. I've done it one time, and I, man, I, I'm not gonna lie. I was beat up for like a couple of months after I did it, but it was a very fun race. Oh boy. It's fun just doing an all-day well, Spartan race. I want that buckle. You know, that's that's my thing. Yeah, man. It's cool. I wear mine all the time. <laughs> that's awesome most people that's don't awesome. put it on a belt but i live in south georgia so it's just cool down here Right? <laughs> 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 that's right well hey man so i know you, so you got third place and they i've never heard i think i saw somebody post on it so they just give you a medal for podium and age group no prize or free race or nothing like that yeah, you, you just give it uh, gold, silver, and bronze. Those are the medals that they give out. Yeah, I saw a picture of it. It looks really cool, man. That's something to be proud of, dude. Oh, I, I am 100% proud, you know, and I'm, I'm just proud because, you know, I made a goal for myself at the beginning of the year, you know, after last year was all done and over with, and I, I did great last year. You know, I mean, I was blessed to be able to, you know, race with all these awesome people, and um, you know, I've only been doing it for about a year. And then I went to world, you know, the world championships in Lake Tahoe. How'd you do out the there? Point holders. You know, I got my coin from Palmerton last year, and then I went up to OCR Worlds in Canada. I mean, it was just just a phenomenal year. Of, you know, racing and meeting people and. Um, but, um, you know, so fast forward to 2018, one of my goals was I wanted to, uh, you know, have a podium with Spartan. And so for my first race of 2018, <laughs> to be able to stand up on that thing and have all my teammates, you know, clapping for me and just, you know, encouraging me. And it was just awesome, man. It was like surreal. Heck yeah, bro. That's awesome. First race of the year. You set your goal. What did you think about Tahoe last year? Oh, I loved it. Absolutely. we uh, Just absolutely incredible. Oh, yeah? It wasn't a suffer fest? No, you know, it. I was such, you know, it was, it was a hard race. I mean, I'm not going to, 
I'm not going to downplay that at all. And that, and that swim was absolutely everything everyone says about it is true. It is terrible. Freezing cold, huh? Um, absolutely. You know, um, I know when we when we were out there doing it, um, one of my teammates we were running with, and I happened to catch him on that um, swim, and we entered the water at the same time. And I remember. I, I was swimming like a shark was behind me, you know, and I'm <laughs> almost like flapping on his feet while he's swimming in front of me, and it was, I, I, I think we swam that lake in, in record time, I mean, just to get out of that water, it was so cold, mm. but, um, but you know, no, the experience of it all, I mean, honestly, you know, and we were able to actually, like, take a look out, you know, we got at the top of this 9,000 foot mountain and look out over the, the lake, and it's just absolutely breathtaking out there. Oh, man, I bet it is. The pictures always look great for it, and everybody talks about how hard a race oh, it, it is. That's one of those one of those pictures doesn't do it any justice moments. I yeah, mean, it's just, you just feel so insignificant when you're standing up on top of there looking out. It's just beautiful. I bet. Yeah, man, I earned my coin in Fayetteville, and it was like a week or two weeks before Tahoe, and I was thinking about going, and I talked myself out of it, and I said, no, maybe I, I can do it next year. Now they changed they changed everything about how to earn it and everything, so shoot, I, I probably won't be able to earn one this year. I'll just have to do it in age group, maybe. Oh, <laughs> uh, you, you can do it, man. You know, just... just... I mean, I know it's very confusing, and I still haven't even figured it out myself. But, Me neither. You know, just, 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 you know, whatever it is, you know, if you if that's something that you want to do, you you can absolutely do it. And that's, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm talking to you right now, man to man, saying, you know, don't ever doubt yourself. I mean, if you think, you know, you you want to do something, just set your goals, put in the work. And you, you can do it, man. You, you can absolutely do it. Yeah. That's me. I just got to put in the work and quit eating birthday cake. <laughs> well, every, you can still eat the birthday cake. Every time I get a chance, you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, man. Uh, so I got a list of questions I always go through with everybody. And um, so what obstacle do you dread the most? Like you're running up on an obstacle and you're like, Fearing it. Which, which obstacle would you say that is? It doesn't have to be Spartan. It can be any race. Oh, oh um, well, I would have to go with, honest to God, I'm going to have to go with the spear throw. I mean, I know it's not really like an obstacle as right. far as, you know, a physical obstacle. It's yeah. more of a mental obstacle for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I would have to go with that. I really would because all the other ones, you know, I, I figure it out. I train for it and I, and I, and I figure out a way to how to do better at it. But that's because it gets me every single time. I know if you walk up to it and you'd be like, is this going to be the day? Is this going to be the time I miss it? <laughs> yeah. You know, and, and especially like if you're in a sprint and you know, if you miss that sprint, that spear throw that that could just blow out your rest of your race you know that that's a that's a day ruiner right there oh yeah oh yeah um i'd say definitely say the spear 
What would be your what? Because I think everybody's probably fears probably the spear first. What would probably be your next obstacle that you feared the most? Um, then I would have to say. Well, it used to be twister, but then I got I got good. I got much better at that because I started doing it backwards. Backwards, man, I'll that's never, the trick, isn't I'll, it? I'll never do it any other way now. <laughs> yeah, so me I neither. Don't fear, I don't fear Twister anymore. Um, well, I would just say, um, I mean, I don't know. I, I wouldn't say I fear, like, the heavy carries. I mean, they suck sometimes, you yeah. know, when you, like, if you're at Killington, you know, and you're, you know, all the way through a beast race, and then you got to do the bucket carry. Yeah, that kind of sucks. Um, I don't know. I, I, to be honest with you, I really, there's none that I really fear, you know. I mean, there's ones that I, I, I know that I have to like maybe work a little extra hard for, but yeah, I would say there's really none that I fear. Okay, which one do you love the most, or you enjoy doing the most? Um, that one I would actually have to say um, is through Savage, and that was um, Shriveled Richard. The, yeah, no. <laughs> uh, no, but yeah, Twirly Bird. I, I really like that one. Yeah, that one looks pretty cool, and and I think Bone Frog's got one that's similar to that one now too, right? Kinda. Uh, yeah, yeah. They have another one that's the like chopper a chopper or something. Like a helicopter. Yeah, yeah. That looks like a hard obstacle to do. It looks like you have to just get that momentum and just stick with it. And if you if you mess up one time, you're screwed. <laughs> Yeah, pretty much. No, you that's a, you hit the nail right on the head. That obstacle, the reason that I think a lot of people have failure on it is because they hesitate or they lose momentum. You know, you just got to commit and just keep your body uh, going. And, and when you reach for that group of, you know, uh, rope or cord or whatever they got hanging in there, you're just hoping you grip, grab a handful. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you want to. You want to have a good grip when you get through there. Right, right. All right, so what has been your favorite race to date, and why? Well, I would have to say my favorite race, that's a tough one, you know, because especially with just this uh, Greek peak happening. Um, But overall, I guess I would have to go with OCR Worlds uh, Canada last year. Right. Um, and the reason for that is pretty simple is because, you know, all last year with racing, you know, being on the road and, and going to these things, I, I have each race has its own individual um, personality. But that one was cool because, A, I was with my family, you know, and they, you know, they really hadn't gone to any of my races throughout the year, partly because, you know, as a spectator, I mean, you really can't—you can't see what, yeah. what you're doing. You really can't. You know? so, Maybe just for no. like and five so, minutes of the race, you can see them go through some right. obstacles. And that's about it. Right. But um, so we we kind of made it a little vacation out of it. You know, we went to Niagara Falls, and it was a big road trip up there, and it was cool, really cool experience. But you know, they they did a great job, you know, welcoming the athletes and. Uh, you know, the whole uh, experience from all the different countries that were coming there and 
Um, again, just, you know, my wife, my daughters, my sister, um, you know, we're all there. Everybody who's uh, really important to me was, was there to see me, you know, uh, with this accomplishment that I had. I'm like, wow, I got this little insurance guy <laughs> who got picked to go to compete with other top athletes around the world. It was just awesome. Really that's, awesome. that's awesome. Did you run all three races? No, no. Actually, I just did the fifth. I did the the, the long one. The long on, one uh, on Saturday. I, I didn't do the short race, and I and I didn't do the team uh, relay. Wish I did, but I only signed up for the long one. Right. I heard it was brutal too, with the mud and everything. Oh, it was brutal <laughs> for sure. <laughs> All right, man. So, what was your worst race, or uh, and and why? Um, my worst race, I would have to say, was um, well, worst race as far as mentally being beaten down. Um, I would definitely have to say would be um, it was a Spartan Super in uh, Barry last August. Um, I, uh, it was a, a super weekend. You know, so there were super Saturday and Sunday and, um, it had rained like the first day, Saturday, just downpoured. It was just dumping buckets of water. And now, I don't know if you've ever raced them. It's a big cow farm up there, just full of mud. <laughs> and literally the entire race, you were knee deep, the ankle to knee deep in mud running the whole race. And, uh, you know, you know, so for a super, you know, whatever, eight and a half, maybe nine miles of just running in the mud. It was just a mental beat down. And, um, I, I, I came in what, so, but what really beat me down even more was I came in fourth in the masters, uh, elite division. Oh man. Both days. Saturday and Sunday, I came in fourth, and, you know, one of the days, I don't know if it was Saturday or Sunday, I was like, I don't know, like 30 seconds behind a podium, and uh. I, I felt like I pushed hard, you know, I, I ran I ran clean races, but it was just a mental beatdown, you know, because I really, uh, I, you know, I had wanted it so bad at that point, and it just didn't happen. And you were probably second guessing the whole after the race, be like, where could I have cut thirty seconds if I would have not uh, taken an extra for, breath before I grabbed uh, the ring? Oh man, I could imagine. Yeah, I could imagine, dude. Yeah, it was. It was like for weeks after that. I mean, I think I didn't race again until uh, Killington, which was September. I mean, that whole the next few weeks after that, I was just, I was a mess. Well, shoot, man, you come back strong, got a podium this year, dude. So, Paul, what is, like, your race, like, ritual? Like, how you prepare for a race, like, the day before, the morning of, how you recover, if it's a double race weekend? What do you do, man? You know, I don't really, you know, so that's the thing. I really don't do anything different than I normally do. You know, I try not to change, like, the way I eat or the way I, you know, work out. You know, I, I generally won't do any type of, you know, training or, or, or exercise, you know, a day prior. Right. 
But, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll put in a regular workout week, you know, right up until, you know, a couple of days before the race. And, um, you know, get good sleep, you know. I mean, I, I definitely, I, I need my sleep, you know. I, so I uh, make sure, you know, the night before I uh, get a good night's sleep and get up and, you know, get to the race early enough where you got a little time to sort of, uh, you know, get your, clear your head out a little bit and just, uh, you know, run run around the, the venue a little yeah. bit. You know, um, usually I like to just, you know, kind of run up and down, you know, uh, outside the start line, you know, or up, up along wherever there's room to basically warm up. What, and then, um, what you usually take for, what do you usually uh, eat for breakfast or anything like supplements or anything before a race or anything you do special or? I, well, I, I have been, uh, I don't know, I would say since second half of last year up till now, I, I, uh, just like beet, beetroot powder, you know, or organic beetroot powder. Yeah. Um, you know, I shake that up in a cup, you know, that, uh, that's been working pretty good for me. Um, but, uh, you know, as far as eating, um, you know, I try not to go too heavy. Yeah. Um, I'm a vegetarian, so, I mean, I don't, you know, I don't eat any meat. Um, Maybe that's my problem. Kind of makes it makes it a little bit more difficult because, I, you know, I got to keep my calorie intake up, my carbs up, my protein up. But, um, I don't know, I usually, lately my, my thing is... Uh, you know, I make uh, a banana, mush up a banana with some uh, with some uh, rolled oats mm-hmm. and cinnamon, and I make like little like little like pancakes, you know, out of that. Right. And uh, I'll just have a couple of those, like maybe uh, at least two hours, two and a half hours before race time, you know, so my gut's not working too hard. Yeah. I gotta have a little something in my stomach. I know a lot of guys go out there and they, they, they you know, I'm like Lee, um, you know, he doesn't like to really eat too much, you know, or eat anything before doing that. And uh, I, I gotta have like a little something. Yes, yeah, me, in my man. Stomach, I gotta you know? eat something. You know, I gotta have a little something and a cup of coffee usually. I mean, I'll just throw down like a half a cup of coffee or something. Heck yeah, gotta have some coffee, man. Gotta have some coffee. Uh, you got any like products that you swear by that you got a lot of faith in? Um, I do like uh, human N uh, products are, are, are good. They they produce like B Elite and uh, uh, Protein Forty. Um, you know those are those are those are products I've used that uh, are pretty good. But you know, honestly, I. Um, you know, you can, I like the beet powder. I mean, yeah, I can just go online and find organic beetroot powder oh, yeah. pretty much anywhere. So, I mean, oh, yeah. you know, I, you know I, I'm not really, there's no specific brands or anything that I can say that, oh, yeah, I, I, I use that all the time. Right. Yeah, that's me. I can't afford to buy the name brand Beet Elite. I get the Walmart brand. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's where I get, believe it or not, that's where I go. I get, I get, I get I 
the last jar I got was right at Walmart. I don't think it's as good as regular Beetle Eat, but it's way cheaper. <laughs> well, I, no, I, I've looked at the ingredients, man. I mean, it's you see 100% organic beetroot powder, and there's really nothing else in it. The only difference is Beetle Eat has flavor, so it doesn't just taste like you're drinking dirt. Yeah, the B. I'll give Beetle Eat one thing. Theirs mixes better, for sure. Yeah, yeah, I, I will tell you. Yeah, that that is true. Well, hey, Paul, That's what's true. going to be your next race this year, man? So my next race is not going to be until the Jersey Ultra. Okay. Well, man, I'm going to see you there, man. Make sure you come up to me, man. We'll get a picture or something, dude. Oh, absolutely, for sure. Man, I really appreciate you taking the time to uh, uh, do the interview. Is there any advice you would like to give to anybody out there in OCR? Yeah, well, pretty much what I already just said, you know. I mean, I, I fell in love with this sport because, you know, I was wanted to see what I was capable of doing, you know. And I really hadn't, I was, I played soccer in high school, but I really hadn't, you know, done much outside of that in terms of, uh, you know, physical activities. And I don't know, I just hit a point in my life where I said, you know, there's got to be more I can do than what I'm doing. Right. And, you know, to feel good about yourself. And uh, so I would say, you know, if there's anyone out there that, you know, questioning, can I do it? You know, um, if you want to do it, make a plan, stick to the plan. Put your mind to it, and you 100% can do it, you know, and you look back and, you know, that that feeling you get of, um, you know, being inspired by others, you know, pretty soon, you know, you're you're inspiring others, you know, and uh, so just do it, you know. I mean, if, if you, you want to do something bad enough, you figure out a way and you do it. That's right, man. Hey, man, that's that's good advice. Hey, Paul. Congratulations on your podium, man. I look forward to seeing you get it in the Ultra, too. Thank you so much, Scott. I appreciate that. Well, hey, man. Uh, I appreciate you talking to us, man, and uh, we'll talk to you later, Paul. Thanks again, man. Absolutely. Take care. Hope you enjoyed the interview, guys and gals. Um, I want to thank Paul again for taking the time to talk to us. Um, I'm going to do something I've never done before. Um I've got some reviews on iTunes about the podcast. Um, it looks like they're all from last year. But anyway, I figured I would read them. I know some other podcasts I listen to do that, so I figured I'd do it too. So this one's titled Excellent OCR Podcast. It's really refreshing to hear interviews with your average Joe type OCR athlete. I've heard all the pros interviewed a hundred times on other podcasts, and it seems like the same interviews over and over. Scott is doing a great job, not only getting race reviews, but getting different perspectives on training and nutrition from all walks of OCR life. You should definitely subscribe to this one. That is from Island Spartan, and I believe that's my buddy Kurt, um, that I actually met at a Florida race. This one right here says, uh, a superior Spartan podcast. Scott does a magnificent job of discussing Spartan racing with his guest. Although he does mix in some pro-level athletes, the majority of his guests and him 
and great Spartan racers, but also regular guys and gals. Each episode is interesting and proves motivation while working out. I listen to this and the official Spartan podcast, but always choose this podcast to listen to first. Hey, give this a shot if you want to get into the Spartan or OCR mindset. That is from Jor Jordam F27. This one is titled Great OCR Podcast. Love the podcast. A lots <laughs> a lots of helpful information about races and from people with different backgrounds. Definitely recommend it. That is from Alyssa Avergara. She's I actually interviewed her on an episode, I think after after she left a review um and it was a good episode she's from russia so you definitely want to go back and check that one out um my next race or shoot really honestly my first race is going to be in charlotte and i'm going to be running age group both days everybody please come up to me and say hey or whatever uh, i love talking to people it, it inspires me if people come up to me and say hey I love what you're doing with the podcast. Or just, I don't care if you come up to me and say, hey, your podcast sucks. Here's some suggestions. That would be cool too. Um, it, Honest to God, there was, I mean, it wasn't a lot of people. It was probably three or four people reached out when I was thinking about not doing it. And they said, hey, man, when are you going to put out another episode? So that actually helped me, you know, find the time to uh, continue to do this. So, uh if you see me in Charlotte, come up to me and say, hey, what's up, man? I love talking to everybody. You know, I always try to meet somebody new at every single race I go to. Um, that's all I got to say. We'll see you at the next race. Peace.